like a camera just focus on what's important and capture the good times develop from the negatives and if things don't work out just take another shot what's going on everybody it's your boy frosty banks welcome to the frosty bank show if this is your first time hey welcome 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 Today's topic is called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hmm. Yes, I know it's the title of of a great mastermind of a show. But hey, what I like about it is you're creating your own majestic lifestyle. You're creating your own happiness. You're creating your own zen, your bubble, your space. So let's dive on in, right? It's amazing. It truly is. (laughs) So, to me, life is a journey that it will always test you and you always supposed to strive for the best, right? Now, while you're creating this utopia for yourself, you do things in a pattern. And to pursue and get better on something, you have to learn how to curve. And what I mean by curve, your creativity. I know a lot of times that you would hear people say manifestation, this, which does, it does set to be right along on how you're getting yourself into that place that you, where you want to be. But how can you put yourself in that moment of that entity in that space? So you're making an adjacent move to your next level. Because we all know if we all can go straight and get to our destination where we want to be, how can we do that? But when we take an unnecessary left or a mandatory right, it starts to develop another part of our psyche to get better and enjoy life to the fullest. Yeah, we know we have our bumps and bruises and... And a lot of times where we fall of lack of understanding. But when we fully understand that, hey, we must 
go through this. We had to take that route. Our minds start to unravel a little bit and you start to store up brand new information. Because once you store that information in, your move is different. And then you find out more about yourself, more than you actually really know. Ah, hence growth, you know, because when we look through our simple lens, sometimes it's going to be jaded. You're going to have a type of blocker and you think you may know everything. So it's always to be encouraged and always to read a lot. I read every day. Um, one of the best things is about having a cell phone. Um, I have an Android and I use Google books. And so where most people that look at me and was like, man, what are you doing? I'm reading. And if I can't read, I have audiobooks. And I highly recommend for you to get audiobooks because while you're working or while you're driving, you know, after you listen to this nice, cool podcast, you can read and you can learn something. Um, one of the books that I got finished reading is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's by Stephen R. Covey. C-O-V-E-Y. Okay. Cool. So this book taught me how to, this is one of the books really, taught me how to curb my enthusiasm by Larry David. And it says, when you curve your enthusiasm, you start to learn. Remember I said a few moments ago, you learn things about yourself more than you ever knew about yourself, right? Everybody has a different level and a skewed of what they like. Your mentality is going to be different. Whatever makes you tick from if it's joy, if it's pain, it's all different. There's nothing besides the fact that's going to make it different. And I remember, I think it, it was in the chapter. Let's see on page 42 and it was talking about a new level of thinking. Albert Einstein observed the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking where at when we created them. As we look around us with within us and recognize the problems created as we live and interact with a personality ethic we begin to realize that these are deep fundamental problems that cannot be solved on a superficial level on which they were created. We need a new level, a deeper level of thinking, a paragraph based on the principles that accurately describe the territory of effective human beings and interacting to solve these deep concerns. <clears throat> now, excuse me. And that's part of the process of ushering your curb of enthusiasm. 
You said how. I get it. How, Sway? How, Frosty? Frosty, how? 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 Let's see. You know, in the South, it can be also anywhere. We've been told, hey, when a child is being born, you cry. When a person exits, you should rejoice. That's something that's been imprinted in my brain. So depending on what it is, I find that funny. People said, dude, you got no soul. I'm a coldest sucker out here. Frosty Banks. <laughs> but I find it funny because there's other things that's going behind the scenes for me. And the reason why I find it funny, I was wanting to figure out what was the person, what were they doing before they passed on? That to me is funny. Um, you know, if a person passed away in their sleep, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that person was dreaming about. Like, they knew. And then you have the things that we see of today's where of today's world where the deaths are surrounding. Like in this era right now, you have the young kids are killing each other at a rapid rate. That's nothing to be be funny about, but you know their actions and where their thought was. Like, for instance, Mo3. He was set up. Even though he talked about death inside of his songs, we're not here to debate that, but <clears throat> the fact that what he was thinking is like, I'm running for my life. And so you have that kind of situation. And then look at King Vaughn. When he passed away, for him, I know he was probably feeling good that he beat somebody up. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, I told them busters not to get with me. Bow, 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 bow. Then we saw what happened. I'm not celebrating or laughing about those type of deaths. But if you understand what I'm coming from right now, when I say some for me, death is funny. Like, um. Richard Pryor's father. For him, as he told the story about his father, his father died having relations with a woman. As a man, and many men out there, that's not a bad way to go out. It's scary, but it's not a bad way to go out. And like I said, for some people, they pass away in their sleep. You got a car crash. Some people get shot. By all means. But that is how I'm wired. Like, well, my grandmother, she passed away. This is me covering my enthusiasm. I was with her, I think, the third or the fourth day before she passed away. 
I made her laugh. I made her laugh when she was on a breathing machine. Um, it was nice. Uh, one of the nurses uh, was doing her hair and she said that she reminded her of her grandmother. My grandmother just let, let her did her hair. And I made a light joke. I said, Grandma, you didn't tell me you were the mother of Darth Vader. And lo and behold, my, my grandmother, she knew who Darth Vader was. And that to me was pretty cool. And she was talking. She was like, oh, grandbaby. You know, that to me is funny. And I was able to enjoy that time with her and, and making her laugh. You know, and that to me is how I always going to view things. Um, when then I want to say it was a year later after that, my favorite uncle passed away. All I could remember was the conversation that I had with him. Now, I think he passed away. I think a month or some months later after that. But when he was in a hospital, I truly felt that the words that we had talked about is what both of us really needed. And then when he went into the hospital again, fighting for his life, and every time I saw him, I'm always making him laugh. And then when he laughed, he hurt. And it was to the core and it was something so special. And again, that's covering my enthusiasm. Now, this one time I can say where I'm totally, totally, totally in the wrong and I'm not. I don't care. I don't mind sharing this. Is when a car crash. A lot of people don't like to talk about this. But the car crash deals with me. Yes, I'm alive. As you can tell, I am alive. It was the car crash that woke me up. You know, like when you get into a car crash, their air will suck, be sucked right out of you. Because of the airbag deploy. I was like, damn, I was getting the best sleep of my life behind the wheel. Boom. Oh, man. I got out. I smell oil, burnt oil. And I'm getting up. And put myself on the ground hyperventilating kind of trying to catch my breath I felt like I took all all of my shrimp just to get out the car glass in my hair don't know where my glasses are at but when the paramedics came and picked me up that sweet officer that female officer she read me my rights 
Oh boy, that was so fun. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, I remember this uh that scene from Dave Chappelle killing me softly when he was being that old man and when he was saying, They know that we know the law. He pops out saying, Nigga, don't do that. Nigga, you do five to ten. Man, when that white lady she asked me, Oh my goodness. Still to this day, I I'm right about this, but it really she said, Do you know what happened? I said, Ma'am, I fell asleep. You know what could have happened? I could have hit someone, which I did. But what else could happen? She said, Let me tell you what it could happen. And you know you can't lean over because you're strapped up, and you're just like, Oh. She said, You could have ran over somebody, and you could have killed that person. You know what that's called? And first, I did not know, but it was something that clicked in and I said the right words. Vehicular homicide. The next thing you know, it was like, ooh. Oh, man. She said, you know how much time are you going to get? I said six to ten. She said, yep, and you're right. And you're going to serve every single man at that time. I can't go to jail. My life. I was like, man. You know, I'm talking about kicking person when it's down. The girlfriend I was talking to at the time, I remember it was in February. We're going through our mess and stuff like that. And, you know, I just left from seeing her taking my dogs out, just checking on things are going. And it's just like, man, what is going on? The next thing you know, it's like, poof. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. How, how? You know, for me, looking back at it, I can laugh at it. I can. And at that time, I wanted to laugh, but my, my ribs are hurting. My body was hurting. Curb your enthusiasm, people. It's like when you you get an argument with your girl, with your husband, and all you and you write, and all you want to do is just shake them and rattle them like you idiot. Don't you understand? And it's just like ah, uh. man, the perceptive of everything. How to curb your enthusiasm? Another way how you can curb your enthusiasm. And it's really cool is when you're not being hard on yourself, you're allowing yourself to shut off your mind. Let a new thought enter in. And once that new thought enter ends and it's just very, very so majestic. And especially like it's a nice, good thought. And you'd be like, Thank inertia for this to go left and right, back and forth. Let that thing swirl in your mind for a minute. And especially when you're watching TV shows or reading a book or hearing people's conversations and you laugh about it. That to me is oh so special. 
dark humor. Um, I love dark comedies. I love the fact how the dry humor in that. Oh my gosh, it's so riveting. Hmm. But then you start to find solace. You start to find peace in that. And then when you've faced with a little bit of adversity, you're like, oh, this remind me of this. And then you see that nice good bend in the road. And you just smile. And you laugh. Get your drink some popcorn, people. That's all I can say. And then, man, you're starting to figure out, you know what? I'm loving this. I'm liking this. I know everything is going to work. And then you'd be like, hmm, you're faced with something else. Eh. And you started laughing. Especially, I love it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just being real honest. And I love it when you're with your uh, you're with your mate, right? You did something. And clearly you're trying to correct the situation. Your mate gets upset. And the only thing you can do is just laugh because you know what they're going to say. And then you already cleaned up your mess and they still want to talk about it. And it's and it's at that point before it gets annoying because we all go through that where you mess up, you clean it up. Your your mate is just like, how could you do that? Why did you do that? And you're trying to you laughing about it and it's OK. But then when they bring it, turn it back around and just like, OK. Calm down. It's done. It is it is done. What happened happened is done. But the fact that you're laughing about it and they don't truly understand why you're laughing about it, and they're like, hey, it's done. What's done is done. And you laugh. They get more angry. I laugh some more. I'm just being honest. It depends on the subject on what it is. Um, I learned not to, you got to tell your spouse everything. You got to tell your mate everything you do. Let them wonder. It gets you out of trouble sometimes. Yes. I learned that the hard way, so I'm laughing at it now. And I'm able to grasp, pick up, move on, and go forth. Produce fruit. You know me, go forth, produce fruit. And still, I'm just like, oh, I got it. Oh, mm. man. All right. You know, one thing. That helps me curb my enthusiasm. And it goes back to the quote. 
develop from the negatives. To me, that that is an art. You're learning from your mistakes, right? You're able to. But that's about. You know, you took an L. What did Big Sean say? Tonight I'm going to bounce back. I took an L, right? We all took L's. But it depends what kind of L you're taking. It's a life lesson. I know I took... I took a sort of 10 L's. 10. And then I'm like, yep. I'm scraping for this one. I'm scraping for this W. And a lot of times you just need that one simple W. Like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah, I am back. Man. But you know, one thing about those L, it just shows me how I got through the L's. I mean, I I took some strong L's, but I'm here and I laugh at those L's because I learned from them and be like, man, are you kidding me? Why you did this? You brought that on yourself. <sighs> They're not going to like that. You know what's about to happen. <laughs> we go through those motions. We go through those. There's nothing that we can't change from that. And once we completely, truly grasp that, grasp it. I'm starting to quench that thing like it's a power aid and a Gatorade. I said, let me sip my tea. Cause I did it. And then hit the door. Got my shackles and chains. Sit in solitary. Be good for a couple hours. Get back and laugh. Let me tell you something. Laugh is an acronym for me. Learning all obtainable, excuse me, not obtainable, excuse me. Learning all unnecessary gifts happily. Learning all unnecessary gifts happily I guarantee you once you buckle those things down because there you know that there's things that we're gonna this naturally is gonna make us laugh but it's when you start to learn how to laugh at your pain Man, I think my life is petty. 
and I'm the and I'm the main director of this pettiness of the petty train. You know, and it's just how far are you willing to go? I remember taking a picture. I love the negative more than I like the positive. And that's what it's all about. And then at the end, if things don't work out, create another shot. When you create yourself another shot, that means you learn through your L's and you create yourself a W. I'm going to be honest. It's just like, um, for an example, the person who helped out Ivan Einstein, I mean, excuse me, Thomas Edison for the light bulb. That person was tired, sick and tired, sweeping up his mess. And he put it together. Henceforth, we have the light bulb. But you know, you know the biggest L I ever heard. Actually, I heard two L's. I mean two. But you can't and and this the whole and only out of that L, only one L was justified. Here are the examples. I told y'all. This is Curb Your Enthusiasm. This first L that was, uh, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do like this first. This first L that was not justified, Tesla. Tesla was a brilliant man. He gave Things about almost everything scientific thing you can think of. He figured out ways that most scientists at his time, he was way in advance. If Tesla was today, man. But through his insecurities, through a lot of things, he got pimped out. I'm just being honest. He got pimped out. He got pimped out by Albert Einstein and a few other uh, scientists. A lot of people will not admit where it was his product. His product that are the reason why that we are today. People give credit to Einstein more than Tesla. Um, so I want to say it was like three or four years back. Netflix did a documentary on Tesla. And all his body of work. Was taken from him. For somebody else to get the glory. 
And then Tesla's name. Elon Musk took that man's name. Used that as his brand. Now, granted, Musk, he's a he's a genius. He's brilliant. He's doing something of engineering. I think we all seen it. We right now we're experiencing how his stock is going through the roof, how encouraging everybody to go electric. For me, when I purchase my house in the near future, one of my investments that I'm adding on to my house is his solar panels. And what he he to me revolutionized the solar panels, the fact that one, they can look like shingles. And then two, the solar panels that can also take moonlight. And you can actually run off when you use their battery source pack. You can actually be off the grid for a while. You know, keep hey, you saving money. And then it's, you know, it's a home tax write off. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but Tesla took. Then he took the original Tesla's name. Do we know? I don't I'm not sure, but do we know if the family is eating off of that? We don't know. That still is to be unknown. And so now look what's going on. The great scientist Tesla, all his body of work. That has been jot down. Has been taken away. Some things is credit is getting credit must do is, you know, over a year period of time. A lot of things is going to get re reversed. But now somebody else, somebody's eating off my name. Oh, that's no good. So that is a situation where it's going wrong. That's the L that went wrong. Well, after the man passed away. Now, the L that was served and turned right. is Batman. The true creator of Batman is called Bill Finger. There was an Arthur who who did some digging and he found out that Bob Kane did not create Batman for a series. I mean, like decades. It said Bob Kane, the creator of Batman. He even said it in a recording, but it was too late. Bill Finger died alone. He was trying to give, get his Batman back. And then this is a movie called um, Who is Bill Finger? I believe that's the name of it. Let me check. I don't want to give you guys the incorrect message there um it's called batman and bill it came out in 2017 and 
his grandfather, excuse me, his granddaughter is the last heir. And when the Arthur and illustrator, he was looking for her and the pieces was coming right along, right along together. And they start showing up panels. They was talking, they see like some of the people who represented from W from Warner Brothers and they were saying, hey, when will Bill Finger get his just due? And when Batman versus Superman came out and everything after that, it says the creator of Batman is Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Warner Brothers had to give a large sum to to the family, to the granddaughter. And then the granddaughter understood and all the chips was was lying there for her. Because check this out. She had a half cousin who major in copyright laws. Man. And then her father uh, continued to go to them and was like, hey, I need this. I, you know this is true. They kept on kicking it out. Even writers. Bill Finger created... Yo, Bill Finger is the Stan Lee of DC. Many people don't even know that. This man created um, the whole universe of Batman. Then you have the Lanterns, some of the Flash people, many plus more. And all the writers, the other writers, they knew. But this man died alone in his apartment while Bob Kane is living lavishly and then was so messed up about that in that situation where he finally opened and said it he said if you wish you could go out back man no you knew you was able to do it you knew it then after that through some years later, his son tried. Then after that, somebody else stepped in and intervened and they got it done. And it was really sad how Warner Brothers was trying to give an undisclosed a hundred million over the hundred million dollar check status on for him to for her, excuse me, to keep her mouth shut. They use that in court. And then next thing you know, that was the number went up. She did it. And they gave the person who was searching the real truth. He got justice for Bill Finger, who is Batman. That is a L turned to a W. So my question is for you guys today. What L 
that you possessed in your life and you turn that around, make it a W. And that to me is curb your enthusiasm. It works out that way. All right, Frostbite. Leave a comment down below. Subscribe if this is your first time. Share. And I really want I really want to know seriously, what was your W from an L? What L you turn into a W? It can be whatever it is. I'm going to share y'all with mine. My life is a big L. But the opportunity that I do to create myself a new life, that's a W. Most people will not talk about that way. Probably saying, oh, man, I have to. If I'm being real with y'all. And if I'm supposed to be on this soapbox. I took an L. Because I'm learning from that L and it's working out for my good, then that's a W. Always remember that. Always, always remember that. Because you can curve that L and turn that thing to a W. All right, Frostbites. Relax, release, let's turn these L's into W's, alright, peace.